I selected a subject. I selected it not of my own, but I selected it through a time of prayer. And I titled it, The Pearl of Great Price, The Chief Cornerstone. Matthew 13 and 44 says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to treasure hid in a field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he hath found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had, and he bought it. I can visualize this man searching for something. I can just kind of visualize him walking through the field, through the woods, trying to find some material, some treasure, something that would be of value. And all at once, as he was searching, he found a great stone. He found a great treasure. And he said, for joy thereof, he hid it. He didn't want anybody to take it away from him. Well, let me tell you, I've got good news. One time you find this treasure, nobody can take it away from you. It's yours. So he goes and he sells all that he has, and he comes and he buys that field. Here's the merchant man, very frugal, been in business for years, got a good bank account, everything's going well. But one day he found a pearl of great price. And when he found this pearl, he sold everything he had. And he went and bought that pearl. You see, the Bible tells us if we gain our life, we lose it. But if we lose our life, we'll gain it. So he sold everything he had, and he went and he bought this pearl. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19, Now therefore, pastors say, what is that, that therefore, therefore? Now therefore, you are no more strangers. I'm glad I'm not a stranger to what I feel right now. Do you love the anointing of God? I pray that the anointing of God, the Spirit of God, will flow through this house today. There'll be no exceptions that you won't leave here like you came in Jesus' name. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Woo! Don't that sound good? And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Jesus Christ himself 
being the chief cornerstone. Not just a cornerstone. Not, ten, not just any stone, but the chief cornerstone. The support of this building. The support of this house. The support of this institute was depending upon the chief cornerstone. I'd like to tell you that chief cornerstone has never failed. Luke 20 and 17, and he beheld them and said, what is this, what is this then that is written? The stone which the builders rejected the same become the head of the corner. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief of the corner. These great engineers, known how to build, studied and planned and experienced, building that building that they were building, the building of life, the building of life, Somebody say the building of life. Building the building of life. They rejected the stone that has become the chief cornerstone. Are you thankful for the chief cornerstone today? If you are, give the Lord a praise in this house. Paul said, I am what I am. By the grace of God, no more, no less, but I am what I am by the grace of God. Again in Luke chapter 20 and verse 18, talking about this pearl of great price, this great cornerstone, they're all one and the same. It says, whosoever shall fall upon this stone shall be broken. But on whomsoever it shall fall, said shall be ground to powder. Whosoever will fall upon this stone, sell all that you've got. Deny yourself, mother, father, sister, brother, houses, and land. Take up your cross, and you fall on this stone. When you start falling on this stone, when you fall, I begin to think about what happened right over here, just a few feet to my left. I still can't raise this arm any higher than that due to that fall. So when you fall, you start thinking about something being broken. So it says, if you fall on this stone, you shall be broken. But it's not only broken in the physical. It's not only breaking the physical bones of this body, but you are broken in spirit. If you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. You see, now I'm, I'm sure that you're no different than I am, but sometimes we go through life and we see some people that they seem like they're so valuable so important 
Boy, they walk like they own the world. And if you did own the world, what good would it do you? If you gain the whole world and lose your soul, he said it profits you nothing. But when you fall upon this stone and you become broken in spirit, I can see this person that was caught up in the avenues of this world. They found this stone. And to be able to, to receive this stone and to possess this stone, they had to fall upon it and give it everything they had. But oh, there's nothing like seeing a heart when it melts down. That heart begins to humble itself and the tears begin to flow from our eyes. We begin to call upon him and the presence of God begins to change our life. We are born again and we become a child of God. We become, we, we become citizens. We become, we become heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Do you love him today? Give him a praise in this house. So when you fall upon this stone, you become broken. If we get so involved in this world and caught up in ourselves, some wants to just kind of bend a little knee to that stone. Some wants to just kind of find a cushion. They want to just kind of fall down on it lightly. But when you when you begin to realize the value of your soul and the value of eternity and what you have found in this pearl of great price, you forget about what you look like. You forget about your surroundings. You fall prostrate on that stone. You want him to break everything about you. Because the more that you find of him, the more you want to lose of yourself. The more I find of him, the more I find of him, the less I think of W.H. Ford. The more I find of him, the more I think of this world. Oh, hallelujah. But he gives me joy, unspeakable and full of glory. So when you become willing to fall upon this stone, this precious pearl that you found, you become willing to be broken from yourself, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. If you can overcome that and find yourself broken before him, then you find yourself in, in communication by praying, speaking to him, that he speaks back to your life. Oh, blessed be the Lord. I cannot emphasize the greatness of what takes place in your life when you become broken. Brother Don, I've seen a few people, if I thought it would help, I'd pick them up and I would throw them down on the stone. They need to be broken. 
but we could throw you, we could throw you down on that stone until the sun went down, until you become broken in yourself, broken in your heart, broken in your spirit, yielding unto God, it's not going to do you any good. The Bible says, in a great house, there are many vessels, some to honor, some to dishonor. I've heard that scripture all my life. And I thought, oh God, I don't want to be one of those dishonorable vessels in your house. I don't want to be a spit tomb for this world. I don't want to be a slop jar for this world. Heard Brother Green speak the other night. He set a salt shaker on one corner of the pulpit and a flashlight on the other corner. And he said, we need to be shaking and shining. He said, you're the salt of the earth. And if the salt has lost its strength, wherein shall it be salty? Boy, I love tomatoes. I know a few other people that do. I've had more tomatoes this summer than I've had any one summer in my whole life. But without salt, I wouldn't have eaten a third of what I ate. I'd have pushed them aside. I love that salt on it. The Lord's called you to be a vessel in his house. Doesn't matter whether you're a little salt shaker of the honey jar or the money bag, or whatever you are in his house. For you to be a vessel of honor, he said you've got to be clean. I don't want salt out of a dirty salt shaker. Some of you need to get to shining and shaking for God. You need to get the salt out of the shaker. If you leave it in there too long, it will clump and lump up and it will be no good for anything. Don't you enjoy having a steak and all the trimmings? You get a salt shaker, nothing will come out of it. Some of you had your salt in your shaker too long. Does it go bad? No. It don't go bad. It just won't come out. The Holy Spirit wants to shake up your shaker this morning. Read about the going down to the potter's house. He's the potter with the clay. Not every time when a, a vessel is made over, there's anything wrong with it. God just wants to use it for another purpose. He just wants to make you another vessel, a vessel for another task for him. If we're not broken, if we're not broken down, if we're not humble down, we'll just be like a clump of clay that will not yield. God, there's not a church, there's not a doubt in my mind but what God wants some of us to fall afresh upon this stone, to be broken down 
that he might take us again to the potter's house and make us the vessel that he wants us to be. Whosoever shall fall upon this stone shall be broken. He that the stone falls on shall be ground to powder. What's powder good for besides going on your face? We're talking about the powder that's out here on the road. It's not good for anything but just this create a dust. Make a fog. But he said, you shall be ground to powder. Of all things that could ever happen to you, are you listening to me? Of all things that could ever happen to you, you don't want this pearl of great price to fall on you because when he falls on you I think we could declare it to say that it's a day of judgment it's a day of judgment Daniel got a view of this in 2nd Daniel chapter 2 in verse 2 and in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams wherewith his spirit was troubled and his sleep broke or left him. He had a dream and what a dream he had. But the, can you imagine a great king dreaming a dream as he did, one that was so strong that he rolled and he tumbled and he couldn't sleep, but then he couldn't remember what he dreamed. Said, then the king commanded to call the magicians, the astrologers, and the sorcerers and the Chaldeans for to show the king his dream. So they came and they stood before the king. Can't you just see him marching in, smiling? Hey, King Nebuchadnezzar. Hey, we, we've come to help you now. We've, gone to, we've, got, we've come to tell you what, what the interpretation of the dream. Verse 8 said, Then the king answered and said, I know I'm certainty that you would gain the time because, you see, the thing is gone from me. I've dreamed a great dream, an unusual dream, a dream that has robbed me of my sleep. I can't do anything. But said, I, I don't know what it was. But said, just going to tell you like this. I'll paraphrase here. He said, I, I'll just tell you it's like this. You're going to tell me what I dreamed, and then you're going to tell me the interpretation of the dream, 
And if you don't, then it's going to take your life and say that we will destroy your houses. Boy, that was a strong dream, wasn't it? That was a strong dream. They said, King, there's not a ruler, there's not a leader upon this earth that would ask such a thing of his wise men. Said there's no, boy, they, if you notice this, with all of the worship of their gods, they still recognized that there was a God in heaven. Said nobody but the Spirit and the God of heaven could give an answer to such a thing as you have asked. He said, well, that's just the way it is. You're going to tell me what I dream, and you're going to tell me the interpretation of it, or you've had it. Can you imagine what these guys looked like then? The smile that left their face. Their heart was skipping a beat. We're going to be destroyed because we can't answer such a thing to the king. Somehow or another, the news got over to Daniel. And Daniel said, well, let me talk to the king. He told the king, said, it's not within me. I'm no more than any of these others. But let me tell you one thing. I've got a God in heaven that he interprets dreams. He solves all kinds of problems. There's nothing too hard for him. If you will just give me a little bit of time, I'll give you an answer. So the king said, okay. He gave him a little bit of time. He went back to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his friends, his co-workers, and told them what had happened. He said, now, boys, you're going to have to help me pray. We're going to have to touch God on this matter because if we don't, our, our name's on the same list of the rest of them. So he went before God and began to seek the Lord. And in Daniel 21 and 31, he came in and told him, said, Let's read verse 19. Then was the king secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. After the Lord revealed this vision to Daniel, he took time to worship God. He took time to give God praise for all he's done for him. Let's give God a praise for all the good things he's done for him. He has brought us to where we are, and he will not let us down. He will not let us down. So the Lord gave him the dream and the interpretation of it. Verse 31, Thou, O king, sawest and behold a great image. This great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. 
I don't think we're able to even comprehend this, the magnitude of this great image that he saw. But he saw this image and he said it was, it was huge, it was terrible. The image head was made of fine gold. Anybody like gold? Say yes. Anybody like gold? Say yes. Well, yes. I like gold. His breast and his arms were silver. Silver ain't too bad. His belly and his thighs of brass. His legs of iron. His feet part of iron and part of clay. Thou sawest still the stone, the pearl of great price. All of these stones are one and the same. Thou sawest still the stone was hewn out of the mountain. It was cut out of the mountain without hands, which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay and break them to pieces. I can remember years ago it saying about the stone was hewn out of the mountain tearing down the kingdoms of this world. See this image represented the kingdoms of the world. He said the one is you Nebuchadnezzar which is of gold which was the first kingdom. And that kingdom was great. That kingdom was good. And then the next kingdom was of silver. It's a less, it was less valuable. The next was of iron, which was even more or less valuable. Then the next was iron and clay mixed together. And they don't mix. You see, he was bringing them down through the ages. He said, during the ages of time, God created man and gave him the opportunity to come through these ages of life. But he said the ages of life, the creation of life, has come to the place that it has lost its value. I heard a minister out at Weaver Church of God a few weeks ago, wonderful black minister, and he entitled his sermon was, Does the church still have its power? Does the church still have its power? This image represented the divisions of time. That man slipped a little farther and a little farther and a little farther away from God. We read in the Bible about Sodom and Gomorrah, a terrible time, a terrible period. Billy Graham made a statement years ago that if God doesn't soon bring judgment upon America, he's going to have to turn around and apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. We're living in that age that the stone 
that was hewn out of the mountain is going to come down upon this earth to bring judgment upon it to separate the wheat from the tares. So we today, this, this, this month is what we might label as Reformation Week, a Reformation Month. Actually, I think by calendar, it's the last Sunday of the month. But Pastor mentioned about me getting up here, an old-timer I am, because y'all didn't know I was old. He mentioned Brother Jennings, which is, is, he's old, but anyhow, we're living in a time that we need some reformation in the church. We need some reformation in the church. Jeremiah said, Thus saith the Lord, Stand you in the ways and see, and seek for the old path wherein is the good way, and walk therein, and you shall find rest for your soul. Proverbs 16 and 17. The highway of the right, of the upright, is to depart from evil. He that keepeth his way preserveth his soul. Isaiah said in 35 and 18, and and highway shall be there, and the way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring in man, though fools shall not err therein. I've often thought upon that verse of Scripture, how marvelous it was, how marvelous is the grace of God. But this, this plan of salvation, this stone of great price is nothing less than our salvation. It's nothing less than the, the victory of our life that gives us an entrance into the port rooms of God to find whatever we ha- have need of. So here we find that said, though a fool are a wayfaring man. I don't mean this to be tacky or facetious or any other way. But we're living in a day of many wayfaring. Could be some in this house. Said a wayfaring man or even a fool. Could be even some of those among us. But said this way is so great that a fool or a wayfaring man would not err therein. You see, we came into this life needing something. We came into this life searching for something that we don't have. That's what the first thing the baby does is cry and realize it needs something it don't have. We came into this life needing something we don't have. That's simply what was lost through Adam. What we need is the grace of Jesus, the blood of God. So he said the fool or a wayfaring man would not err therein. So therefore, if we look unto him and we will come and fall upon that stone and be broken, again the doors of mercy will begin to open. He said stand in the ways 
and see and ask for the old paths. Wherein is the good way and walk therein and ye shall find rest for your soul. They said, but they say, we will not walk therein. How tragic that anyone would say we will not walk therein. This morning, if we would really stir ourselves and realize the value of this pearl of great price, what it means to us, what it gives to us in this life, and more so in the life to come. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. The Word tells us that it has not, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has in store for them that love him. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, God's got something good in store for you. Let's not pass by another opportunity to fall upon our rock and be broken. I don't know how many of you have shared with me a hunger and a thirst and a desire to see a revival break out in our church. I shared with you briefly a few weeks ago, Brother Tim Hill, our general overseer, shared with us that while he was in prayer that God spoke to him and told him that there were going to be 10 strategic places throughout the world that was going to hunger and thirst and, and that they would host his glory. I don't know of anything in the world that could do more for us than that we would welcome the presence of God into our midst in such a way that we could say, Lord, let us host your glory. What do we have? What do we have when we host his glory? We have power of life in this life and the power of life eternity. We have joy unspeakable and full of glory. When we begin to host the glory of God, then the values and the treasures and the good things of life are open unto us. These men went and bought this pearl of great price. He could take that pearl of great price and it gave him an entrance to anything that he desired, anything that pertained to life. And thinking about the value of this, this, this stone and what it would do, you know, today they'll give you a little card about like this. They'll put a chip in it. You can go into your bank account. Of course, remember, you've got to put something in there to get something out. If you want to get something out of the Lord, you've got to put something into it. You've got to find yourself in your prayer closet. I work as a chaplain's assistant at the hospital. Several years ago, I went to the CEO and I said, you know, I've got a, 
a badge here that tells me that I'm, I'm a chaplain. But I said, uh, a lot of times I come here, up here at night, call on to come and pray for somebody, make visits all during the day, all during the night. And I said, could I have one of those cards that's got a chip in it? If I wanted to come in the back door, I wouldn't have to park down the hill and walk in the front door. He said, sure. To my knowledge, don't any of the other chaplains have it, but don't you tell them. <laughs> he said, you go over to, to the office and you tell them to give you a card with one of them chips in it. When I walk up to the back door, front door, if it's locked, I just, and they said, beep, and I walk in. I've never told one of them I had it because I figured they'd all start asking for it and they might take them away. I work out at Homeland Security. I've got a badge like this. Got my picture on it. And one day I said to my supervisor, I said, could I go over so-and-so? He said, you can go anywhere you want to. Just take your badge. It'll open any door you want to open. Boy, I just feel good. Just walk up to any gate. Give them my stone. And it opens up. Whatever stone, whatever, whatever room and storehouse I need something out of, one day I fell upon a stone. He gave me a badge. And I walked before any door of his glory, and he loped up for me. And if I mess up and do something wrong, they'll take it away from me. I think about the scripture somewhere there in Chronicles. Where it says, the eyes of the Lord, this is one of my choice scriptures. The eyes of the Lord search to and fro. Can you imagine? As great as God is, and all that he has got going, all that's in his house, he loves me, and he loves you so much. Do you believe this is true? Do you believe he means what he says? His eyes search, not just glancing around, but he's, we're so careless ourselves for him to be so concerned for us. But his eyes search to and fro throughout the ends of the earth to do what? To show himself strong toward those whose hearts are right in his sight. The strength of God is the power of deliverance for whatever you have need of. Soul, mind, and body. He is our deliverer, searching to and fro. 
to show himself strong. The other day I had something that needed to be moved. It was kind of heavy for a young man like me. And I called on Carlos Payne and Stanley Burt, another friend of mine, and asked them would they show themselves strong for me. Boy, it's good to have friends like that. On the spot, they were there. They took care of it. It looked so easy. It looked, I thought, well, my goodness, if it's that easy, I believe I could have done that. But I put my hands to it, and I couldn't hardly move it. God's been so good to me. And I've come down the road a long ways. But I still run into things sometimes that's hard for me to move. And all I've got to do is say, Lord, show yourself strong right here. Take care of it. If you've got faith, if you've got faith, you can move your mountain. If you've got faith, you can move your mountain. I'm glad I have found the pearl of great price. I'm glad to know that regardless of what comes my way, his grace is sufficient. The word said he never seen the righteous forsaken. Now there's seed begging for bread. I think the Lord grieves. Would you listen to me? I know this hasn't been a polished message, but it's one from my heart. The Lord gets grieved when we sit back asleep, unconcerned, failing to recognize that he's at the door knocking, wanting to show himself strong toward us. Whatever you have, spiritual, mental, physical, financial, he's the answer to every need that you may have. Now, if you want to go on with your burden, that's your choice. You've heard the expression, some folks love misery. That, that, that don't sound right to me. I don't love misery. I love joy. I love peace. If I need to get into the room of grace, I just take my spiritual stone and it opens. If I need more joy, if I need healing, has anybody ever healed you? Say amen. Has he changed? He said, go and search the old path wherein is the good way. I've lived far enough back that I can remember a day when people got sick. They called for the elders of the church. They prayed for them and healing took place of various kinds. I know the devil fights against your faith. He fights against everything that we do. But if we're willing to come again and fall upon that stone and be broken, how many times do we need to go to the potter's house every time he wants to make us a different vessel? How many times do we need to fall upon that stone and be broken? 
Every time that there's something working in our life that, don't, that shouldn't be there. If something's working in your life that shouldn't be there, in your soul, in your spirit, even in your health, fall upon that stone. Fall upon it in faith asking. He'll take care of it. He'll take care of it. Somebody say, my God will take care of whatever need I have. My God, my God, he might be your God, but I know he's my God. This pearl of great price, you know, I say it wasn't but one of them. He's big enough to take care of all of us. You can get your part of it. You don't have to hide it like this man did. Just call your friends and get everybody you can to fall upon it. I would that harvest, you know, for some reason I love you folks. You're my family. I'm part of you. But I would to God that we would get so hungry, so thirsty. We'd get enough salt out of the shakers that somebody would get thirsty, thirsty. Salt will make you thirsty. We've been wanting somebody seeking God. Let's, let's get our salt shakers out. Let's start salting everything we see. Salty banana pudding it would make a difference. Get, let somebody be hungry for God. Hungry for God. If you're hungry and thirst after righteousness, you shall be filled. You shall be filled. Not maybe, not once in a while, but if you hunger and thirst, you shall be filled. Said a fool nor a wayfaring man wouldn't err therein. I think you know enough about God. And you understood enough about this message to know that if you would come and fall upon him and be broken, what you could be when <laughs> what you could be when he put you back together again. Some of you are in a mess. You need to be broken, but oh what you could be when he put you back together again. How many would be willing to stand this morning with me? Come down to this altar and say once again, God, let me fall upon this stone. Let me fall upon this stone and be broken. I want to be broken and mended by you. I don't want the stone to fall on me. Would you be willing to stand everybody in the house, please? And would you just walk down here? Just walk down here. I'm not asking you to come and honor me or fall upon me, but come down here and fall upon this stone. Like I said, if you'd do any good, I'd get, since I'm not strong as I used to be, I'd get me and Brother Carlos and we'd come down there and we'd put all of you on the stone. Brother Don's pretty stout, and Brother Gary's pretty stout. 
we'd just put all of you. We'd throw, we'd throw you down on the stone. But you'd get right back up just like you were. But if you will humble yourself and fall on this stone, you need to be broken from some of the things. Some folks, well, I just can't help it. I just can't, I, 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 just, I, I just can't help it. I've got, the, I, I've got the antidote, fall on the stone. If you'll fall on the stone, you can help it. If you've got a, a dose of can't help it, he's got a, a dose of get rid of it. He's got a dose to get rid of it. As you pray, just reach around and just lightly lay your hand on different ones. Pray one for another, as the Bible tells us to do. Fall upon this stone. Pray out of your own heart. Pray out of your own life. Dear God, I love you today. You brought us to this moment, this hour, and this point of time. Lord, we want to fall afresh. We want to fall afresh upon this stone. We want to be broken. We want to be made anew. We want you to make us over again, O oh God. A time of reform. A reformation time. Renew our vows. Renew our commitments. Renew our walk with you. Renew our time in prayer. Renew our time in worship. Lord, we seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. Then all these other things will be added unto us. Seek first the kingdom of God, he said, and his righteousness. If you'll seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Hallelujah. Let him touch your knees right now. Fall on him. Fall on him. Deliberately. I'm not talking about stumbling and falling accidentally. Fall on him. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Fall on him for your need. Fall on him for your son and your daughter. Fall on him for yourself. Fall on him for your neighbor. Fall on him. Fall on him. Fall on him. Do you long for it? Do you hunger for it? Can you be broken from yourself? Can you be broken from yourself? Can you be broken from yourself? If you can't, you won't find it. But if you'll be broken from yourself, you'll find it. You'll find it. He's waiting to show himself strong. Brother Jerry, he's waiting to show himself strong. 
Let him show himself strong towards you today.